Hey, hey, welcome back to Adult Track. It's your girl, Stay Brown. We're on episode four, which officially means that I have been consistent for over a month. Like, I'm really proud of myself. Like, round of applause. Like, ah! Anyway, <laughs> I also want to say thank you to everyone who's tuned in for my first three episodes. Just seeing that people are listening and that they're getting something from it is really keeping me going. Just to hear people are enjoying listening to me speak, that they're really enjoying the episodes. Like, it is fueling me right now to keep pushing forward against every fiber in my body that is like, you don't wanna do this today. You don't wanna do this today. Typical ADHD things, but thank you guys so much. I will continue to air my dirty laundry for the sakes of the people. Okay, (laughs) right, let's get into it. So I've been in a lot more peaceful mind space of late and in this empty space I've just been thinking about the habits and thought processes that contribute to me not feeling good about myself, feeling like I'm just not progressing how I want to and I literally decided that I'm just done overanalyzing myself and my life because it stops me from being able to live in the now and I'm just constantly living in the back of my head. I do this because I feel like this is how I'm gonna get to self-love and it's not. (laughs) I've gone through some serious periods of self-reflection in the helps of self-growth, self-love and I always end up nitpicking at myself and making myself feel worse than I did to begin with. It's always, I need to be less loud, more independent. I can't think of another example, but like who says, like who says who I need to be outside of myself? I think for me, I got really caught up in the rabbit hole of femininity and high value man YouTube and mixed that with the levels of insecurity that I was talking about last week. And now I'm just like, oh, the person I need to be is the type of woman that my type likes. Like, girl get a grip (laughs) get a grip whilst that is true to a certain degree it's not something that I or you or anyone should be basing their entire identity around like I have learned that I am exactly who I'm meant to be in this very moment and who I am right now is who I need to focus on loving and celebrating not pulling her apart and trying to change her. Because a huge part of self-love is self-acceptance. And I can't get to self-acceptance if I'm constantly looking at myself and telling myself, this is wrong with you, this is how you need to be, and comparing myself to others. And a huge part of growing up is learning to have more faith in knowing that if someone is for me, regardless of whether I'm their usual type or not, I'm gonna get them. Like. Whatever is for me will not pass me. I'm gonna say that again. Whatever is for me will not pass me. So though before I thought I was like this work in progress, I was, but it was from such a negative standpoint. I couldn't accept myself. 
So there was no way in hell I was going to get to a point where I loved myself, no matter how much work I put in. Like, when you approach things from such a negative place, you're never going to be happy with the results. You're simply going to achieve that one goal that you set for yourself and instantly start looking for the next part of you that you need to change. And that is not self-love. Self-love is working on yourself for yourself and yourself only. It's accepting yourself where you are right in this very moment and not apologizing for that person. Because apologizing for who you are does you no favors. You'll go out into the world thinking that everyone else sees the flaws that you are seeing within yourself. That's how it is with me anyway. I, to this day, go out and shrink myself so that other people don't pick up on the elements of my personality that I hate the most. Because God forbid I get called out on something that I'm insecure about. I will literally fall down and die. Like, I will beg the universe to open the floor and suck me up. And that is on rejection sensitivity dysphoria. And one of my tasks to get over this is to go out with myself some more and get into new spaces and just observe. Like, I am notorious for listening to people's conversations when I'm out. Like, I can't help it. I hear people so loud, they may as well be talking in my ear. And it's also very fascinating. Like, once I tune in, that's it. Like, I'm in your conversation now. I'm so sorry. I'm not sorry, actually. I'm not. We said we're no longer apologizing. I'm not sorry. <laughs> For someone like me, it's actually really helpful as well because it gives me perspective. I can pick up on different social cues, see the ways different people interact with each other, and just remind myself that everyone is so different. And that is perfectly okay. I went out after work the other day to go jot some notes down for some future episodes and there were these three girls sitting next to me having a drink chatting away obviously bionic ears tuned in and i picked up on a few things so there was the quiet one the one who seemed a bit more timid to herself then there was like the nice one you know the one that everyone instantly likes we all know that babe and then there was like the loud one the more boisterous one this is generally the category i put myself in but now I have to be so comfortable in order to even get there. But we'll get to that later. Now, the loud babe was actually cussing the quiet girl because the guy that she was talking to apparently was just not good food, like very ugly. <laughs> and I was just listening to the way that she was talking to her. And instantly I was like, like, this isn't cool. Like when I say she was laughing her head off, like male group chat grillings, but her girls, didn't care like this was normal to them this is their friendship and they just seemed to love their friend for exactly who she is because they know her heart and i love that for her and in so let's start with their dynamics first right the conversation unfold it did make me a little bit sad and not because of what she was saying to her friends at all but more sad for myself because I feel like I've always been so policed in my relationships, both in my family and platonic friendship. And the way she was just able to freely express herself was something I really envied in the moment. Like I have a range of personalities, but my side that's like loud as hell, very cheeky, chatting to everyone is my predominant side. She doesn't come out much anymore though. Like I have to be really comfortable or drunk <laughs> and 
for as long as I can remember, when I was that person, it was always, oh, you're doing too much. Oh, Steph, you can't say that. Blah, 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 blah. So I've learned over the years to just keep my mouth shut and not say much, just in case I say the wrong thing. But the kind of friendship that those girls had or the way that it presented itself to be on the surface is exactly what I've always wished for. Like to just be able to exist amongst my people and not have to worry about what they're thinking about me or if they're going to say something about me that's going to basically tell me to shut up. Now, I'm going to be totally honest. I don't know if the way that I feel is because I genuinely have friends that are always on to me telling me to be less when I'm just being or I'm just hyper vigilant about it because of my past. Like, I'm aware that how you're spoken to when you're young really forms how you perceive yourself and others. And for me, I remember constantly being criticized for just being. Like, my parents literally had to pull me out of my first school because they said I was too boisterous and I needed to go and play with the boys instead. I was the only black girl in that place, so it's giving racism, but at home, it was the same thing. I was constantly told I'm too loud, too sensitive, just a copycat, like constant digs at my personality. And thinking about it is upsetting because <laughs> I just wanted to be allowed to be, you know, I'm a child. The very people who should have been celebrating who I was and helping me embrace who I am were making me feel like the happiest parts of me were something to be ashamed of, something to tone down. So even now I'm an adult or child adult because I am a six-year-old adult, <laughs> understand. <laughs> Every time I open my mouth now, I think these people are going to think I'm X, Y, and Z. And honestly, I don't know how to move past that feeling. Like, do I work on the trauma of my inner child and then take myself to be myself in front of the people that I know? Or do I just find new people that can help me love myself exactly as I am? Part of me wants to say the latter because I'm so exhausted that I'm at a point where if it doesn't make me feel good, it's got to go. And, you know, surrounding yourself with people who love and appreciate you exactly as you are is vital. But it's equally important to make these decisions from a healthy mind space and not project your past onto the people that love you. And I don't think I'm quite there yet. But if you are, bestie, a few things that I feel like you should remember. In this journey, you are going to lose people along the way. And it's okay to decide that people aren't good for your mental health. And in the exact way I mentioned last week, we have to be okay to let those people go. The people that are to maintain a spot in your journey will love you for exactly who you are. You just need to have the courage to show them that person first. That is <laughs> a note of myself, Jesus. I, <laughs> I'm learning to realize that the pain of staying where you're not appreciated is worse than the short-term pain of letting people go. And it's a tough pill to swallow. But what guides me in this moment is recognizing that holding on will just hold me back from the level of self-love that I need to reach. And in the same way you know when that man's not for you, you will recognise when a friendship is no longer doing you any good and you'll know you've got to let it go too. Now, my first step, obviously, is no longer making myself small. 
standing in who I am and just weathering the rejection storm if it comes. Like, if I say something you don't like, <laughs> tough. <laughs> if I act in a manner you disagree with, tough. Guess what? I no longer care. I still care. I care. I care. Of course I care. But like, I'm not going to apologize for it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm done apologizing. If I keep apologizing for every single thing that I say and every side of my personality all the time, I'm never going to move out of the place where I believe that there's something wrong with me. There actually isn't. I am who I am. And she is as close to perfection as she needs to be. You get with it or you get to stepping. It's really simple mathematics. E equals MC squared. Okay? <laughs> I say it really calmly, but I know that getting to that point is going to be really hard. Like, you literally have to learn to be so confident in yourself that you're not bothered by what people have to say about you and what people think about you. But I know when I finally get there, it's going to feel so powerful. And I can't wait. Like, it's going to be a long journey. So I will keep you guys updated on how it's going. And I'd be lying if I said I wasn't terrified. Like, my insides are definitely screaming. Now, I hate conflict. And I already know that me, standing in myself, is going to look like I'm changing and it will definitely cause me to butt heads with a lot of the people in my life. But such is life. <laughs> the sooner we come to terms with the fact that not everyone is going to like us, the better. Everyone is bad to someone. I sat in that cafe looking at that girl like, oh my God, you're so mean. <laughs> It's all about perspective. Make yours the one that matters the most. The second is that it's okay to be different. It's actually refreshing to see it and be around it. And that is word to neurodiversity. <laughs> but I'm honestly just really going to take this time where I'm by myself to really get to understand myself and learn exactly who I am and just sit with her for a little bit flaws and all I'm not going to revert straight into the default of okay here's what I need to change here's what I need to do differently nah -uh. I'm done I'm gonna sit in here so I am. moving forward and I'm gonna learn there to are and respect a couple of myself things that I'm going to try and accept and myself as is and then when I'm comfortable with that person and I'm happy with who I am as I am and I love her then maybe I can work Even with the her most well -behaved to take it to the next level or say, you know what, think I want to try and be a bit more X, Y, and Z. For now, though, I'm giving my brain space to rest. Whether or not it chooses to take it is a different story, but, you know, I'm giving myself grace in this very moment. And on that note, the song of the session is As I Am by Her. It's an absolute modern classic and we just always need to remember that we are worthy of being loved just as we are with our flaws, with our quirks and with our bad behaviour. <laughs> it's all part of what makes us uniquely beautiful. Our differences make us exactly who we are. It's not something that we should try to change or alter 
we grow with ourselves, within ourselves. Being different is what makes us beautiful. Never forget that.